0: Hello and welcome to the Vinyl film. I'm Christian.
1: I'm Randy. How are you, Randy? Doing all right, man. Another yes. another long week, but really yeah,
0: good. this week was uh, interesting. Uh, still adjusting to the meds. Okay, that's uh, right. Definitely yeah. feeling better though, good, good. Uh, so that's nice. Um, uh. I've been talking about the album But the album came out in Recording Life today yeah, So I'm yeah. a tad bit distracted sure. By that because there's just a lot going on But that feels good So that's nice Recognize Yeah, congrats that good feeling. Listen
1: to it this morning Thank you Sounds thank great Thank you
0: for checking it out uh, I, I realized uh, saying thank you to people who say At first I thought it was weird to say thank you To people who say they listen to something Because they're not saying it's good They're just yeah. saying they listen to it yeah. but i've i've settled on uh no i just appreciate that you took the time totally to listen yeah. to it uh because for a while i did have that thought of just like okay and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. whereas yeah uh, the response thus far has been nice so i am i am thankful for it right. uh, we'll see what happens but uh outside of that we'll get up we'll get into more of our personal shit at the end but uh uh we did another what uh, five albums no four five albums yeah five yeah. yeah 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 um not a not a super long track, though a little longer than I was anticipating uh one of these albums I forgot was as long as it was, yeah I, I didn't anticipate it being as long as it was
1: side uh, c and d of that album are very long
0: very long um yeah, so. Hmm. I'm curious. I'm curious I, I which one. I didn't
1: hate it. I uh, curious. We'll get which into one you're it when, about. once we get because there, there's two
0: but. that are double LPs.
1: Oh, okay. So. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't realize one. two of them were, but that makes sense from the uh, yeah length.
0: I think we're talking. I think we're talking about the same one. I was just like, this is a little long. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's dive in. We mentioned them last time, but <clears throat> uh, today we are starting with. Uh, The American Pleasure Club album, A Whole Fucking Lifetime of This, which was released in 2018 on Run For Cover. And the pressing that I have is like a a solid blue in a clear vinyl in the center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Looks pretty neat. Uh, Randy, any familiarity for you with American Pleasure Club slash, uh, we should say up top, if you're familiar with the band Teen Suicide, this is the same band, Sam Ray, um, and he briefly changed the name. I don't know exactly why. I feel like there was some sort of dumb behind the scenes, like eighteen hey, suicides, a little, a little much. Yeah, let's a little, try uh, to trigger warning or yeah.
1: sensitivity of some sort, yeah. something
0: like that. So there was a brief straying to American Pleasure Club, um, and they put out this. They put technically put out two albums, um, I believe, also a tour tape called like lemon or something oh, cool like yeah um but this, this i learned we'll talk about it after but the second american pleasure club album is actually uh was written created a while back as we'll get to it huh. but it's not it's not necessarily like newer than the the whole, uh, whole fucking lifetime of okay. this okay, yeah, I do love that both have fucking the title, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a whole fucking lifetime of this and fucking bliss, it feels good, um,
1: but uh yeah, I think you were asking that yeah, I have no, any familiarity, not yeah. really any familiarity, I think just I remember hearing the name mm-hmm. teen suicide,
0: that's uh, how I was,
1: yeah, that's about it, and then I you know I'm a fan of run for cover records, know well, yeah, uh, a lot shit. of bands on there, so you know you know a lot of similarities there yeah actually
0: yeah Yeah. not just a fan they're they're your buds or acquaintances um yeah i knew teen suicide by name i never dove in didn't really know what they sounded like and then this album came out and i heard the song the uh, i don't think it's is it the opening track after the intro uh this is heaven and i die for it yeah yeah I heard that song and i was like oh i don't care what the rest of this sounds like this song is so fucking good yeah so i dove into the record and ended up loving the whole thing but uh this is like my sweet spot of shit i like sure yeah especially if you like if you were to put fucking bliss and this album like mash them together that would be the the spot for me
1: yeah I kind of feel you, feel you on that. I think I like, and it
0: wouldn't make a crazy long album. Yeah, it'd sure. only be about fifty minutes. Yeah, so yeah,
1: I think I do. Um, just on first listens for both of these, I do feel like I like the first one better. Oh the whole yeah, fucking yeah. lifetime of this. Yeah,
0: it's the one I listen to the most. Um, fucking bliss. Again, we'll get to, but is definitely more of a noise record. Yeah, than sure. anything else. Um, more textures. The vocals are super drowned out. Um, in the mix Uh, a whole fucking lifetime of this is like i don't know like a genuinely cool i'm gonna bring that word back uh like lo-fi indie rock record like i don't it's cool it's got some like
1: a lot of melancholy
0: ton of melancholy about addiction and uh relapse and love and sex and uh drugs a lot of drugs it's good it's good it's really this is heaven and I die for it is fucking awesome um probably my favorite song on it I'm just gonna spoil that up front it's it's too good like there are other great songs on this record um I really love um uh, the hazy feel of Sycamore, specifically. I love okay. the sampled nature of that. Really love Eating Cherries. Um, that one is inspired by like d- uh, David Lynch's kind of spacey dream pop vibes. Okay, he said I can he see was, that, yeah. Yeah, he said he was trying to write something along those lines. Uh, what's funny about this album is he, Sam... Uh, disclaimer, Sam and I are friendly with each other on Twitter. Oh, nice. uh, so he has been... Kind and it started because I bought his shit and posted a picture of it with Shushu stuff that I bought. And he was like, Oh, you you're seeing influences that these things kind of go together. I'm like, Yeah, "Yeah, they do. Cause I bought fucking Bliss with some Shushu records. Um so we're we're friendly uh in that way, but we we don't know each other. But it's funny because when I was doing this, I saw the genius annotations were talking from a very authoritative stance, and it's because he wrote them
1: oh really
0: yeah so he was correcting stuff that was in there and just being like stop changing the lyrics <laughs> like i'm in here fixing it stop changing yeah, it that's cool yeah so a lot of for this album specifically there's notes um but back to this is heaven and i die for it i really feel like it is the summation of the whole album um he said something along the lines of it's uh just kind of a bunch of it's a collection of words that feel good together to evoke an image rather than this song having like a hyper specific point to it. It's a uh, little vignettes perverse of just like these snapshots of things. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it feels like that. It feels like a really like hazy summer night.
1: Yeah, for yeah. sure. I felt a little bit of a uh, like I mean, I forget when records come out, but I felt a little bit of a title fight sort of a sound oh, in there like too. The, yeah,
0: yeah. I uh, admittedly uh, know Title Fight exclusively due to Hyperview.
1: Okay, I think I'm thinking of Floral Green. Floral Green, that's which the was big one. 2012, yeah. <laughs> that's
0: the one everybody loves. So this was five years, or six, seven years after that. Okay. Or whenever, yeah. no. When did, six years after it. Uh, if it was 2012, this was 2018. Yeah, Title Fight is, I need to go back and listen to those records, but I was really... I don't want to say I didn't like them, but that record and stuff like balance and composure and stuff, I always respected, but it never clicked with me, you know? Okay, interesting. And I don't know why, because it's like prime to be, it's huge riffs, it's cool distortion, it's good vocals, it's very thoughtful (laughs) lyrics. Yeah. It's great album art. Like, I don't understand why it doesn't click with me. Yeah. I, I, I intend to some point sit down with that stuff again, because I do, I think it can. So many of my friends love this shit, and I'm like, I like Hyperview and Hyperview alone.
1: <laughs> I it's, think I liked Hyperview. I just it's great. I didn't listen to it as much as uh, Floral Green.
0: It's just, it's, it's way more of a straight up shoegaze album than, okay. than yeah, anything yeah, yeah. else. And a lot of, that's kind of why it got knocked, if I remember correctly, is people are like, it's fine, but that's the issue. It's just a fine shoegaze album sure, rather yeah, than a yeah. great title fight album. Yeah. But for me, it was a great title fight album. <clears throat> that's also how I feel about Deaf Heavens attempt at kind of a shoegazy pivot i love oh, it really? i love 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 infinite granite because he stopped screaming for like the whole album oh, he's interesting. singing instead he screams on like two songs very briefly huh. um but the rest I think
1: the only thing i know is sunbather
0: sunbather oh, i love
1: that which is great new yeah
0: new bermuda the album right after it though i think is their best okay personally it's their heaviest it's their darkest uh it's really good huh really really good back to american pleasure club uh with also a very fucking great album um i have not gone back to a ton of the early teen suicide stuff i do have their latest record which they did go back to using the name teen suicide um and i chose to not lump it in with this because i think it'll be fun to um kind of check back in with him down the line and uh i just want to respect the name change so yeah I will say for a disclaimer, though, they are uh, organized together in the collection. So Teen Suicide is with American Pleasure Club because my brain...
1: Just makes more sense.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I also realized, uh, I don't know if I fucked up or just made, I don't know if I consciously made this decision, but uh, Dan Andriano in the emergency room, technically, I have it listed in the A's because of Andriano at home. But on our list, I have it in the D's.
1: I think I did notice that on a couple of things. And, know, it was, I was and I was through. like,
0: oh, interesting. Did I choose that because it's a band name because of the in the emergency room tag? Yeah. I don't maybe. know. But yeah. it's going to get, there's no rules here, I guess. Yeah. Or the the rules are very loose. I'll also, say. it might
1: make a little more sense on the podcast to have some space between Alkaline Trio Al- and, and Dan
0: Andriano. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's why I did it. You're right. It Probably. Was, yeah. no, that's <laughs> it. no, that's it. You got it. You nailed it. You remembered um so yeah this is heaven opens the record it's the best song it does not mean that the rest of the record is there for a flop by any means also this is short which is scrumptious uh how long is it randy it's like 26 minutes
1: uh it says 29 on spotify but on spotify two of the songs are redacted because of legal reasons so there's just like him talking saying there's blah 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 legal reasons listen to it on Bandcamp.
0: the legal reasons are samples I assumed so, yeah. yeah. Um, he samples and distorts a couple uh, like hip-hop R&B tracks. Ah, oh, okay. So, did you hear those songs? They're on Bandcamp. I did, yeah. I okay, went back yeah.
1: and then just finished the album on on Bandcamp.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a very well-listened-to record in my home. Um, mm-hmm. Short, quick, I put this on. This and the new Teen Suicide are the most listened to. Um, mm-hmm. Hannah's, not, Hannah's not listened to fucking Bliss um, because she won't like it. I'm, I just know that. So uh, this gets noisy, but not like harsh bit, noise. Yeah. Um, it's definitely more just like fuzz than anything, which I like a lot. Yeah. Um, his lyrics also, like I was mentioning, are kind of not non sequiturs, but little flashes of things. But I do love um, the line, art is dead. Read the personal ad. Keep getting stoned and you'll never be sad. Looking for coke in a state of bliss. This is heaven and I die for it. Great line, yeah. The, especially the the getting stoned and you'll never be sad. It's just like, huh. Just go for the throat, man. Just go for it. Um, and then that goes into we'll move on from that song. Finally, uh, all the lonely nights in your life, which is just a really nice love song or uh, love in the way that he's describing it. Because a lot of these like do involve uh, some more like darker elements. Like you said, it's a very melancholic. Yeah album um i already mentioned sycamore how hazy that is um and i think there's the line in the track what is it let's move to the desert is that one of them yeah let's move to the desert has the line um there was a time uh no 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 no, sorry it's the track there was a time when i needed it is killer because that's his relapse song when you sit with the lyrics it's like so tense. Huh. And he's ashamed and not wanting his, I think at the time it may have been girlfriend, but they're married now um, to find out about his okay. relapse. Yeah. And
1: I did really enjoy that song. i put that one on my uh, it's playlist good. too. It's
0: yeah. a good one. Uh, New Year's Eve is like probably the most like rock track on the record. I felt yeah. most like straightforward uh, before the telephone rings or before my telephone rings is a very pretty song. And he wrote, I pulled this one. He said, this song is about 90% a love story and 10% an odd cautionary tale that is completely unrelated to the love story. The way they connect, if they even do at all, that's up to the listener really as far as I'm concerned, is complete fiction. Whereas the basic narrative is all drawn from the songwriter's life. In parentheses, that's me, my life, (laughs) his annotations are great so if if you're interested go on genius look up the lyrics for a whole fucking lifetime of this and read all the notes that he's left on there
1: i think i'd looked at a few on genius but i didn't see the uh, annotations on there
0: yeah it's great it's good stuff um just a mistake is a sick kind of like so do you know the anything about the sad boy click no
1: <laughs> i think i'm part right. of it though
0: yeah, uh, it's the. Do you know Wiccaface Springs Eternal? Not at all. Okay, that is a run for cover. It's actually um, Adam, one of the OG members of Tiger Shaw. Okay. So he quit Tiger Shaw to do. So the last album he did with Tiger Shaw was Charmer, and he co-wrote that. And then, like, right when it came out, he quit. Hmm. But they wrote that knowing that he was done. Um, and then he started doing Wiccaface Springs Eternal, which is rap, hip hop, sad boy hip-hop rap shit. Okay. Yeah. Emo rap stuff. And his whole thing is the sad boy click. And it had Lil Peep in it. It had a bunch of people. Heard of him? Yeah, yeah he's dead. That's uh, all I that. know. Oh, okay. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, he's dead. yeah. <laughs> That's R.I.P. Uh, um, I only bring all of that up to say just a mistake. Uh, the beat of that song feels like a sad boy click style tune very downbeat very chill somber bummery yeah. hip-hop thing where someone would just kind of look, yuh, 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 over it because that's what i mean that's i got to give wick of phase a little more respect i no, i don't i don't listen to him at all i've tried a few times i'm curious about his new album but the album cover is really goofy and i know it's kind of intentional it's like just him on a horse and it's so and it's like a really good photo but it's just a bizarre it's like him laying on a horse it's mm. interesting yeah yeah doesn't make me want to dive into it but
1: yeah I, I don't know if the uh impression you were trying to do is like a mumble rap yeah kind of I, I, I don't love a mumble rap but i do like a mumbled uh indie sad boy vocal though. give
0: me give me an example so i can see if what he does is close to it
1: uh, I I'm terrible at doing things with my voice impressions. No, 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 no,
0: no, Uh, you can just say like a band that has a mumbly.
1: Oh well, I think even here in the song that we talked about for ten. Oh, minutes. like his style. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, no, he's he's more of a he's more of a pilled out sound. Okay. Like he's yeah. speaking slowly because he's fucked up. Slurring words. <laughs> Slurring and, wo- yeah. more of a slur rather than a sure, mumble. Yeah. There you go. That's that's it. Uh, and like I said before, eating cherries is inspired by uh, the soundtrack of David Lynch's Blue Velvet. The song is a modern take on 50s and 60s pop ballads, featuring 80s synths and auto tune. The song also includes in, uh, includes supporting vocals from his wife, Kitty. Nice. Yeah, she. Uh, he he also does a project called Ricky Eat Acid, huh. which is more of like a electronic thing. And I believe she does that with him. She has her own thing. And I, I think it's just her name. It might just be called Kitty. But I think it's more of like a DJ situation hmm. as well. And I love the lyrics of uh, one of the ending tracks. Um, the sun was in my eyes. Six ways to cope with loss. Ride your bike over to my house. Get spaced out on the couch. Let the tiny angels out. Put a record on and try to sleep. Get strung out for the next few weeks. Throw your phone into the lake. It doesn't matter anyway. The sun was in my eyes. The sun was in her smile. The sun was in my eyes. The sun was in her smile. It's nice. a great poem. Like, yeah. or just really, it really struck me on this. Listen, the lyrics to that, and it hadn't really before. But I liked that quite a bit. And then it ends on a, um, no, that is the end. Uh, the Genius annotation says there's an instrumental outtake, but that's not on the record. So, hmm. Lovely album really yeah. enjoy this record uh this is like i said already on kind of repeat in my house um because it's very palatable for both my sensibilities and hannah's um, Like
1: the uh the album art too. the album art's great yeah
0: it's it feels Just a bunch of like it feels timeless cool photos yeah. yeah it feels like that it could have come out at any time it kind of sounds like it could have come out at any time too because like the the technology to produce it is still like lo-fi, so it, it's yeah. not like reliant on anything crazy.
1: Totally, to and this happen. is heaven is kind of like God. I love that kind song of song. grungy too, a little it's bit. So. so
0: good. It's yeah. such. It's a perfect song. It truly is. And that was my note. Like it is a wistful, timeless, perfect song. Love it. Standout track, hands down. Same. Love the pressing I got. Very pretty. Moving on, same band, the album after it, 2019. This one is uh, blue and white. It's like a very cloudy. The album art is dark as shit, whereas the vinyl pressing looks like a cloudy sky, like a very pretty cloudy sky.
1: Okay, yeah. You can see that there. Yeah.
0: Even whiter on the other side. Oh, cool. That's cool. I love dropping that. You heard that live here. I'm just gonna let that rest. <laughs> seems good. <laughs> that seems for the best. Thankfully they are durable. Yeah. That is something to note. And it fell on a carpet. So it's okay. I'm upset. Or- no, I'm but it's not flimsy. Oh my god, my life is in shambles. Uh 2019, another run for cover records uh release. Uh from Bandcamp. They have um a quote. Associated with the album from, um, I believe it's Edward Lave, um, translated by Jay Stein uh, from something called Suicide. And the quote uh, for the album is The way in which you quit, the way in which you quit it rewrote the story of your life in a negative form. Those who knew you reread each of your acts in the light of your last. Henceforth, the shadow of this tall black tree hides the forest of your life. When you are spoken of, it begins with recounting your death before going back to explain it. Isn't it peculiar how this final gesture inverts your biography? Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, so how you choose to end your life is what defines your death, is essentially what it's saying. Or how your life ends defines your death. Um, So that's safe to say this is not an uplifting record by any means. Um, And by all accounts, from what I've read, Uh, This was created as a last statement. He did not expect to live past its release for whatever reason, whether that was drug addiction, suicide, uh, illness. He did have a very scary illness about a year and a half ago where he was in a coma and uh, uh, he had a horrible reaction to something where he couldn't breathe and went into a coma for, uh, I think, a week, maybe two. Um he's better now they are on tour currently so I'm, I'm glad for that the opening track the miserable vision I think is one of my favorites hands down it, the eerie ass haunting vocal that starts it out before it just absolutely explodes toward the end uh, it, it's, it's a true opening tone setter for this thing to really set yeah. it apart from this is heaven, and I'd die for oh, yeah. it.
1: Completely different, yeah. Um, I think I probably would enjoy this one more the more I sit with it on first listen. Yeah, it seems kind of like a.
0: It's a suicide record. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's a it's a little bit of a bummer, and it's just a, I don't know the you know the other one just really hits you with the uh, the other one's got the hooks. rocky yeah. yeah. There's guitar, no hooks here. Bass, drums, and there's a lot more ethereal stuff here that. It's kind of harder to grasp onto.
0: There are a lot of lyrics for this that are written out that you can't hear. Like I I tried to follow along and half the time I was like, when I finally caught a lyric, I was like, oh, we're like halfway done with the song and I missed this whole chunk Hmm. of lyrics. So like I couldn't hear them in the mix at all. And that's, I mean, that's gotta be purposeful. Some of the stuff that the lyrics say he's saying is pretty wild. He's talking about come. He's one of them. (laughs) He's one of those. Um, I always find it interesting. I I've I've considered my I've considered whether or not I'm going to be a cumboy um in my lyrics. In your lyrics? Yeah. Nice. Um
1: it's technically not a swear word it's so I not, think you're good.
0: It's not. Though I am I'm realizing I'm getting a little I might be getting a little loose with my use of piss. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so, yeah, so We'll see. We'll see if I become a cum boy. I always. I. It's such an interesting thing. Is this going to go in the show notes? Are you going to be like, and the boys discuss cum boys? Uh, are they cum boys? Are you a cum boy? Maybe <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, it is a very noticeable thing to me though when somebody mentions cum in <laughs> lyrics and i genuinely think the first time i ever heard it like straight up like the word come in yeah. lyrics was modest mouse. Oh really? I think it was uh third planet. Huh. It's uh you know modest mouse? Yeah. The third planet is sure that they're being watched and okay. i in the sky and it's the the chorus is in your heart felt good it was dripping a pitch and made of wood and it's uh in baby come angels fly around you. And I was like, "Baby, come," and I and I looked it up, and I was like, "Come, what's the oh uh, oh, weird, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah, yeah. I Never don't picked know. Why up I, on that lyric, yeah, baby, come, angel. Uh, it's it's odd. And he then I got into Ugly Casanova, and he's like, "Things I don't remember." There was come on the piano. Huh. He's ta- he talks about a lot of come. Maybe I'm gonna be a come boy. We'll see. Come, <laughs> come. No, I mean uh, Cannibal Corpse has I Come Blood.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah. So
0: what can I come? <laughs> That's I think worse than blood. There's only one other blood. option, I don't know. Pee, I come poop, <laughs> I come shit. <laughs> I come vomit. This is a great conversation. This has needs an explicit needs an explicit tag. All of this talking about fucking bliss. Uh is there any standout track to you on this one cuz it is kind of hard to pull stuff out yeah not here. really
1: i just i marked hello grace there was i love parts that, of that moment er, yeah. parts of that song that i really uh enjoyed but yeah it was kind of hard for me to sort of decipher tracks from each other a little bit more than the previous album there was
0: a time where i was making like consistent like weekly playlists and posting them nobody fucking followed it but it was more so for me uh-huh. um and i kept wanting to put something from this album on there but it was tough to sequence something from this album on there. And hello yeah. grace was the only song I could ever fit somewhere. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's a good one though. It's, I wrote also right after that song. Cause that's a really like hazy track after a, mm-hmm. a lot of more harsh noise sounding stuff. Um, I wrote, this is a vibes album and the vibes are bad. <laughs> <laughs> the vibes are he wants to die yeah. so it's 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 really dark ban this book is one of my favorites and it's also one of the like darkest most abrasive tracks yeah um let it go i think is the or let it go out is the saddest most somber one on here uh it, like the main beat sounds like a fucking heart monitor okay yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. caught my ear at least
1: yeah there's a lot of uh i think maybe it was the previous song but there's a lot of almost like uh audio jump scares in this album where yeah, it goes from 100%. like really quiet to just like <laughs> just like really extreme like static or something yeah yeah
0: it's insane and i love it for that and it made sense why i got so into this because um, when i first bought this album I, I was listening to it a lot but that was during the pandemic i was losing my mind uh, um, <laughs> listening to shoo and noise pretty much i was listening to nice. tim hecker And Shoo Shoo, and um, this American Pleasure Club record, and I did get into Suicide, the band Suicide, and Throbbing Gristle, all that shit. So we'll get there. I have one record by both of them, so I need more. Know
1: much about Throbbing Gristle? I mean, I know of them, you know, but I don't never really put them on.
0: I have their second album, which they say is their third, which is funny because it's titled their third, but it's I think it's their second um but i think their third album is titled like greatest hits or something like that so they're weird straight up but the one that i have has their song hamburger lady on it and it's a freaky track it's good (laughs) stuff they're they're noise they're very industrial noise stuff um their side project psychic tv or not side project their other project i um,
1: have heard i think one of their albums god star maybe yeah
0: uh is like the big track i don't know if the the one that i have is called like allegory and self or something like that and i think it's a compilation uh but sacred bones put it up oh cool and it's very fucking good but all of that i did learn is influence on american pleasure club because we talked about it on twitter and so shu shu is a big influence on him and all of that uh as noisy as we said this is, this is not as... There was more hazy, softer moments to this than I remembered. I remembered it being, like, kind of non-stop noise with one... With just Hello Grace being the reprieve. Yeah. But there's, there's a couple. Um, yeah. Dragged Around the Lawn has very clear vocals in it. Like, kind of the only song with clear vocals, and it sounds great. Um, it, the whole thing is not just a cacophonous... Uh, Beating you over the head with sonic noise shit um it's uh it's pretty it's pretty varied even though it is um a lot more streamlined than the last record
1: for sure yeah, yeah.
0: um the very last song though does have the lyric um what is it exactly let me see uh faith takes us out calmly, which I liked a lot
1: nice
0: i liked. Yeah, um overall this is not my favorite record that he's done by any means, but I do really enjoy it and I enjoy it um for kind of the oddity that it is. Uh if I had to pick a standout track, which again is kind of hard, I would say maybe dragged around the lawn, but I do really love the opening track, The Miserable Vision. because um, it's just it's freaky. I yeah. like I like how haunting it is. Uh the yeah, vocal's very yeah, the vocal's very unsettling and i like that or whatever is repeating the the high pitch thing that opens it yeah so uh 2019 um then we get to uh also in 2019 but we're jumping to prosthetic records uh amygdala our voices will soar forever how'd you feel about this because i assume you knew nothing about this band prior
1: yeah, knew nothing and uh, dug it quite a bit. Cool. I think I like the more straightforward punk hardcore sounding stuff than some of the other stuff. But the it's first all-
0: half of the record is better to okay. me because yeah, yeah. that's ev- like every song is under three minutes. Yeah. Second half of the record, the songs get to like seven True. minutes. Yeah, yeah. And they're not bad by any means, but I really, I agree that I really love the more straightforward, like we're a fucking hardcore band, like let's go. Yeah. Type of vibe of the first half of the record. Yeah,
1: same. Really dug the vocals. Um, Dude, um,
0: the vocals are so. I don't. I don't know their their pronouns, so I don't just want to immediately assume she. I was uh, going to ask too. If I have no yeah, idea, if
1: she was doing vocals. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but the her voice or her scream, um, kind of reminded me of uh, you ever listen to the band Punch from San Francisco. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like really. Oh, I hadn't like, thought about them in a minute female singer too, Megan yeah. um, and her voice and her just like live performance was just like so intense. And like, yeah, her scream is so intense.
0: The, vo- yeah. Amygdala's vocals are honestly the selling point for me. Like it's yeah, that same. intensity and that rage that I'm just like, Oh yeah, I'm yeah. about this. You know <laughs> um, I actually bought this album blindly out after only having heard, um, Oh, Samia's. Yeah. So I'd heard that song prior to it. And then when we toured last or whenever we went to, whenever we played Asheville, Mm -hmm. they had a copy of this for like 17 bucks or something. I was like, oh, cool. That's cheap. I'll, I'll pick that up. And my pressing is like a cool, like down the middle black and red split. I'm not going to pick it up and frisbee it like my last one. Um, and it rad. it's rad. Uh this is very much in like a hardcore scramsy uh metal I'd say metal core, but in like the respectful way, not in the yeah. way that I talk shit about metal core. Like this is genu- generally or yeah, genuinely metal and hardcore. Yeah. Like put together.
1: There's some uh instrumental stuff that sounded kind of like law dispute almost even too Dude, like there was a lot emo yeah. i noticed
0: a lot of law dispute on this that i never heard before okay yeah glad yeah. it wasn't just me no i definitely caught on to that and i really liked their take on it being more intense or like yeah, and, yeah. but it's again it's because of the vocals like sure. without the vocal the music isn't that heavy a lot of the time yeah it's interesting but i find a lot of bands of this ilk I think Touche Amore is softer than Amygdala is, but sure. they're kind of the same. Like without Jeremy's vocals on that, they're really not that heavy yeah. a lot of the time. Um, and that's always cool to yeah. see how important and crucial that can be.
1: We're going to uh, take a tangent on Touche Amore. Fuck yeah. Um, what years is this? Probably like twenty ten, twenty eleven? 2011. Um, I was on tour with my friends who were in work. Mm-hmm. Um, they did like a fast punk band called um, Plank Walk. Mm-hmm. And I went on a tour with them just to like, you know, roadie slash sell merch and probably didn't actually sell any merch. <laughs> uh, but we played a show in Southern California in Visalia. And it was with Touche. Mm-hmm. Um, and the place that they were playing got shut down or closed or something. Shoot. Um, the day of. And then so we got moved to a house show in, like, the suburbs. Um, and when Touche was playing, the parent of, like, the house that we were playing, like, came out and, like, yelled at everybody. Then we had to, like, leave. It was very awkward. Shit, and that's hilarious. Yeah. Damn. And then years later, I found out that my friend Alex, um, who I toured with in other bands, uh, was playing drums for Touche that night. Oh, And we didn't wild. know each other then. Yeah.
0: Weird. Small fucking world. Is he still in Touche or just was briefly? He was just in briefly, yeah. Fan? I don't know the mem. I'm not like a Touche stan, but I do really appreciate them. Yeah, same. I don't think I listened to their last album, admittedly, though.
1: I haven't listened to them for a while either. Yeah, yeah. I think
0: Stage 4 is the last one I listened to. And apparently I'm in the minority. I'm a huge Is Survived By. Like, that's my Touche album. Okay. The yeah, blue yeah. one. Love that fucking record. Apparently I'm wrong. Huh. And that's like the fan not favorite like at all weird like, what some fucking rules <laughs> i don't get it but whatever back to amygdala um born into abuse opening just fucking there's a statement uh pretty much is there's a lot of uh pro-abortion on this which i no qualms obviously with that yeah. uh It just, it's a mission statement from the fucking beginning. And it's a rager. It's pretty much saying, like, why can't we have a choice to do something about this if they were just going to perpetuate abuse, essentially? Yeah, I don't know. This album's really heavy. Uh,
1: uh, I I didn't look into the lyrics on this one, so.
0: Dude, yeah. yeah. Uh, A lot of trigger warnings for this album, Um, for sexual assault, for abortion, abuse, gaslighting, mental health issues, BPD. And I don't know if she's talking uh, borderline or bipolar. It's just BPD. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's fucking heavy, man. Born into Abuse is crazy. Uh, Why Can't I Heal, I think, is my favorite. Probably my standout track. Um, But Maybe I Hate to Say It is also... I really like I don't know this album. I felt the length of this because albums in this style I think don't necessarily need to be 40 minutes long. I think they sure, can yeah. be 30 and or 35. Um but overall I actually liked this more on this listen than I had previously, but I think it is because I sat with the lyrics. And the the approach that's being taken is very much in a hardcore style, very blunt, non, I don't want to say there's no poetry to it, but they're not flower. It's not flowery language. Yeah. Um, And a lot of the times it doesn't rhyme. It doesn't necessarily flow. It's just how it's presented is making it work. And I appreciate the hell out of that because I don't write that way at all. And when somebody does it, it always piques my interest because to me it's all about if they can pull it off. Mm-hmm. because to read them they can they can be a little clunky because it's very on the nose type shit but when it's performed it's like oh no you're fucking selling this and yeah. that's how I feel about like the whole album it's a pissed like the way that I described it in my notes is this album is pissed beaten down but not out sure. type of deal yeah, yeah. like it's an absolutely exhausted furious record but still got fight yeah. in it Whew, nasty. Uh it takes a village um may sum up the album mission statement lyrically hmm. pretty much but also a very big standout track to me. Yeah, very good song. Yeah, that one stood out to you as well. Um I hate to say it is so miserable. <laughs> fucking crazy. Uh that one actually l- reading the lyrics made me a little teary. Um because it's very much about family trauma. Uh uh-huh. and while I don't d- I relate well it's not my direct situation, it is within my family. So sure. uh I can relate to a lot of the sentiments being expressed there. Um hence getting a little teary-eyed. Uh look back and reflect. Uh I love the messages, uh, but this is where I noted like it if if the delivery wasn't so strong, it would be clunky. Like that is a song where I was like, okay, like this would be A little rough um our bodies our choice is very intense uh obviously i think from the title you can surmise what that is about um bpd versus me uh it's probably one of my favorites musically and production wise on the record i just think it sounds really great um and i think i wish upon a shooting star is a very fantastic album ender yeah I think it sums up things very well.
1: The longest one, too, at six minutes and three seconds. Yeah, no, the second longest.
0: Yeah, it doesn't feel its length, whereas I, the other one did, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. Um, great record, though. Um, very, very stoked that I own it. It's one that I don't return to often, that after this listen, I'm like, I need to throw that on more. Nice. But it's tough when you just have, like, one record by a band, and you have a lot of records, because you just overlook it. Like, I just forget it's there. Totally. Yeah. So I just need to make a mental note to sit with this record more. And like I said, like, my standout tracks, actually going through this is kind of tough. I put maybe hate to say it, but I do really like uh, It Takes a Village quite a bit, as well as, yeah, Sameas, Our Bodies are Choice, BP, I don't know. Gr- just a really good album.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Check this one out. I was curious how you would feel about it. because um, I, I figured this would be kind of more in your wheelhouse of sound. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know exactly. So I was
1: curious. Yeah, it's pretty close to uh like like I said, the faster, more punk hardcore y stuff is uh definitely up my alley. Kind of like mm-hmm. like uh that band Iron Lung, I really like that is just like super fast and like sounds pretty pissed and it's only um two people in the yeah. band, but they like that's they the sound amazing, shit. and they're incredible live, too. Do you know
0: World Peace?
1: By name. By name. You yeah, would like about them. it.
0: You would like them. That is very much, that's what it is. And they started cool. as a, I think they're only bassists. I, I think really... they're a four-piece, and it's two bassists, a drummer, and a, a vocalist. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's they're cool. weird. Huh. But when they started, it was a vocalist, a bassist, and a drummer. Or vocalist, bassist, and a drummer. Like, two-piece. 2, uh, two piece. Yeah. Yeah. Um. They just put out a new record. It's not, I'm not, I don't love it because it's not heavy enough. And I feel like their album before it was heavier and that don't do that.
1: (laughs) Don't go backwards.
0: Don't go backwards. You get heavier. You get faster. What are you doing? The drum tone? Yeah, whatever. It's good though. Like I still enjoyed it. It's just not exactly what I was expecting. Anyway, now we're taking a a, a time machine uh, back to 2005. And we're jumping over to Fat Cat Records for the OG. But on my pressing from 2021, it's on Domino. It's a double LP in the sixth album by Animal Collective. It's called Feels. What, was your, what, 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 what is your relationship with Animal Collective?
1: Uh, one of my really good friends growing up loved... I don't I, I'm pretty sure he was a big fan of Animal Collective and he was in a band that I believe was pretty inspired by Animal Collective and I never listened to them because because I, of his
0: band more I, or less I didn't
1: I, I was okay with his band and yeah. me and my buddy Max actually like funded and put out one of their CDs a long time ago in like 2007 You know it was a long time
0: ago cuz you just said CD Exactly Yeah
1: Yeah um but uh yeah I never I think I you know uh, I think both of you and I have a uh, contrarian element to us sometimes.
0: Am, uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> to put so, it lightly. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: and uh, yeah, <laughs> just for some reason, I just never ended up listening to this.
0: That's fair. So, was this your first time sitting with Animal Collective? Like in any? I'm sure I'd heard tunes, but on like occasion, whole albums. Yeah. This is first time. Interesting. Okay, I was curious of your. I knew you like you had to have heard them.
1: Yeah, honestly, yeah. I thought it would be weirder, but maybe this is just coming from the hindsight of not hearing it when it came out. You know, it was probably yeah. weird for the weirder for the time.
0: They were always sold as like this crazy psychedelic drug band. Yeah. And they're not.
1: I think that's probably what was a little bit off-putting yeah. to me too, yeah.
0: They're not. They're a very thoughtful, like, hard on your sleeve band.
1: Yeah, they have like... It's romantic all lyrics it's kind it's of All too? romance
0: it's yeah. all about love and banging and when your wife bangs someone else and it makes you sad because that's what feels is about by yeah, the way yeah i
1: thought it was like weirder noisy like druggy type of a scene it's not though yeah and
0: that's what it kept me at arm's length for fucking years years and it was two songs i, I was gonna bring it up later but i'll just bring it up now it was two songs that did it for me. And one of them has another connection to someone we've already brought up on a previous episode. Weatherbox.
1: Okay. Again.
0: Because yeah. Weatherbox released they had this session, this acoustic session on like in public places, uh, where like they had like four or five videos of him playing acoustic. And a lot of it was unreleased or cosmic drama stuff. So it's just like, oh shit. And like the unreleased stuff, one of the songs in there was called Fireworks. And I was like, this song fucking rules. They did, never, they did not indicate that it was a cover of an Animal Collective song. Nice. So, fast forward, I'm in college years later, and my partner at the time is wanting me to get into Animal Collective and just happens to put on fireworks by them because she likes that song. And I'm like, I know, how the fuck do I know this song? And clicks, <laughs> fucking Weatherbox cover. I already, cool. I was primed to like that song. Yeah. And then I was shown My Girls, which is on Meriwether, which we'll get to. And those two songs are what did it for me. Where I was just like, oh, these, this is, these are great. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Why did I not want to listen to this? I really enjoy this that was quite a bit. my experience this week. Yeah, it's like, oh, wow, I actually have a good time with this. Um, I will say, as we get to the, or as we circle back to the beginning of the long album, I'm just going to go ahead and say, for me, it was Meriwether post Pavilion. Okay. Was it Feels for you? Uh
1: no, uh, same actually. Oh, it was yeah, Merryweather. So okay. Yeah.
0: Yep. It, yeah, it's that B side. Uh or that C and D side, like you said. It's just it drags a little bit. It's a little long. Yeah. Um I went into this remembering that I liked Merryweather more than Feels, and I walked out liking Feels like kind of head and shoulders more yeah, than Merryweather. Um, feels as good <laughs> like it's really, good, really it's a like very cohesive from beginning to end like and I've heard this before, but I guess I really hadn't that's my issue it with them is I like them as a vibe band because they are really easy to throw on and just sure. kind of not pay attention. but what I really got from this time is the reward of sitting with it more intently there's so much going on musically alone and I fucking love their vocals. Yep. They can, goddamn sing. and they are very charming vocals at times. They're very expressive. They can scream. They get yeah. like some really good like fry screaming. Parts going. Are cool. Yeah. It's really good shit. Uh, Feels, I think, is Hannah's favorite, which is why we have it. Um, got a copy of it from Decatur CD.: Nice.: Great record shop in town in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, very good for like indie stuff and jazz.
1: Yeah, that was a good use. First section. time I went there, yeah, I was kind of surprised at the, the breadth of the collection. Yeah, there's good like punk stuff, and like they yeah. had a couple records from the men, which is a band I talk mm-hmm. about all the time, um, which I don't see everywhere. Um, Not
0: yeah. for metal, they don't have a good metal section whatsoever, sure. but uh, jazz and indie rock, uh, very good selection. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, the use stuff is great too. Uh, did you see the words? Uh, early track, great song. Wild Lyrics. Grass uh is apparently the hit from the album I found out which
1: That's the one that has a uh, yelly part with like the yeah. crash cymbals and stuff, right? Yeah. That part's cool.
0: Which is very good. Um I I wrote the screamy vocal is so good. Really love their vocals always uh, overall. Um, they, it's interesting to me that grass is the one listening through this album. Cause to me, my favorite track on here is the purple bottle. And that feels like that would have been primed to be like the hit single, but
1: yeah, I guess it's a long one might be kind of hard for a that's single fair. quote that's unquote. Yeah. It is a
0: long one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Flesh Canoe, which is a very, uh, romantic sounding song. Uh, funny enough, seems to have been written uh, by A.V. Tear about Panda Bear. Those are two members of the band. Okay. Uh, And they didn't realize that until an interview where, Hmm. for instance, says A.V. Tear, to me, the song Flesh Canoe is about my relationship with Noah. That's Noah Lennox or Panda Bear at a certain time. Lennox perks up, his eyes bulging out. That's news to me. But the song is so androgynous and ambiguous about gender that anybody could listen to that and think I'm singing about a girl. It's not like the lyrics are written specifically like, oh, I got to sing this song to Noah. When we were recording it, uh, you were kind of staring at me, though, <laughs> uh, Lennox says. Um, and yet, I'm, and then... Uh, av just keeps talking ignoring every time like panda bear chimes in yeah and yeah i'm with this girl and it means a lot to me and so i feel more connected to it in that relationship rather than in terms of the lyrics that i wrote about a long time ago uh he says after a long pause he glances towards panda bear and just goes sorry dude (laughs) (laughs) and it's a song called flesh canoe and you're writing it about like your bandmate and you don't tell them it's it's interesting it's very strange um I love those little. They're so forthcoming. It seems, uh, and in their lyrics, for being touted as this trippy band, their lyrics are a lot of times pretty straightforward. Yeah, of what's agreed. going on. Like it was not hard to figure out they were talking about infidelity, and it was not his fault <laughs> by reading the lyrics.
1: Yeah, and when I just uh, Google them right now, just it like autofilled basically just says underneath underneath Animal Collective. It just says pop band. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. And which like I mean, I that, guess that doesn't yeah. necessarily do it, but I would say it is more poppy than I imagined coming into it
0: it's i I mean there's that dreaded art pop tag again, like yeah, if anything, true. it'd be indie art pop, yeah, but like by way of flaming lips or by way like of flaming lips pop are they sure. art pop art rock, <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know anything anymore, man, uh, the purple bottle does have uh. The line sometimes, oh my God, I love it so much uh sometimes you're quiet and sometimes I'm quiet, hallelujah, sometimes I'm talkative and sometimes you're not talkative, I know, and they repeat that, but add, sometimes you hear me when others they can't hear me, hallelujah, sometimes I'm naked and thank God, sometimes you're naked well, hello
1: <laughs> I did pick up pick up on that when I was listening to it earlier too, yeah, yeah.
0: I love that line though. Uh, sometimes you're quiet and sometimes i'm quiet sometimes i'm talkative and sometimes you're not talkative yeah i don't it's just they have such a warmth about the familiarity that they're able to express with the characters within their song sure Yeah, yeah it's it's crazy oh my god it's 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 impressive it's very it's beautiful in a lot of ways and yeah right after that i wrote they're so romantic their lyrics are full of love yeah it's crazy uh, I love how Banshee Beat really builds um, itself throughout the track. Yep, thought that one was cool. And one of my favorites is Daffy Duck, which is like just a fuck ton of ambient guitars yeah. and a vocal, and it's so good.
1: This album, I think I might like the back half. Maybe oh. not more, but I really enjoy the back half. Back of this half album. is um, where Banshee it Beat shines. was like one of my favorite songs yeah. of this week, probably.
0: Cool. Hell yeah. Glad to hear that. Feels, I think, was, I already knew that I loved American Pleasure Club. Feels was the surprise, not surprise because I knew I liked it, but it's the one that went above the others of being like, oh, cool. I really enjoyed the hell out of this. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, that Daffy Duck song was just like, oh, this is like Bill Orcutt if he wasn't going <laughs> crazy. Uh, just a lot of, a ton of ambient guitars going. Um. Uh, lock raven i liked how meditative that one was um and yeah just kind of hammered the point home about this is about love and pain and infidelity but then there's turn into something which is really redemptive and sweet and i can't tell if the narrative makes it go he forgives whoever he's with and they're still together or he forgives whoever he's with and he moves on to Mm -hmm. other things But regardless, he takes, it seems, something that that person said to him, which is you're going to turn into something someday, and uses that as a way to heal and move on, which I thought was beautiful. It's great. Uh, Purple Bottle is the one for me. I feel like that's the song that Hannah showed me first from this, so that's probably why it sticks in my ear, but I do really love that song. From Purple Bottle on, I think is for me. Daffy Duck or Banshee Beat would probably be close second, though
1: nice yep banshee beat for me but yeah um grass was really good like i so said i really love the uh the scream the vocal is sick of that song yeah. yeah
0: very very good and then we jump an album and go to 2009 their eighth album merriweather post pavilion this is one of their more famous ones this and strawberry jam which uh yeah i, I do love strawberry jam strawberry jam is fireworks has that song fireworks okay on
1: i haven't it. listened to the album but i see the album at like every record store I go. yeah to.
0: it's why i haven't bought it because it's one that i'm just like oh i can get it any time yeah. and i know for a fact the second i go to get it it's like oh it's out of print now and they're not going to repress it i'm like what the fuck
1: or it's like 50 dollars now it, for some exactly reason, yeah. yeah
0: well discogs is going down have you heard about this no Here's a here's a little tangent that's pertinent to the podcast. So it was a Twitter thread. Oh, a dreaded Twitter thread. But it, it was it was quite useful information. And I don't remember exactly who it was, but you can find it. And it's somebody that was saying that they can't believe that a music journalist hasn't done anything or written anything about what's going on with discogs, where they just got a new CEO. And they're talking about making it a apparently like a paid thing. Um huh. In the marketplace specifically is what's so fucked because they're not regulating any bots and they don't have any customer support, so people are just constantly getting scammed. And I firsthand experienced this. I I could I knew it was a scam, so I didn't do anything other than message the account, but they never hit me back. um Because William Basinski's Disintegration Loops is like a nine LP box set that goes for over a thousand dollars usually, and multiple copies popped up on Discogs for around $100. And I was like, I'm going to buy it, but I need to talk to this person first. And they never responded, so I wasn't going to send them any money.
1: But apparently
0: that shit is happening constantly and destroying the marketplace, and they don't have any customer support, so they're not getting to cases until like a month or two later and then not resolving them. Yeah. So there's that. And because of all these bots, it's creating artificial inflation, So the prices on discogs are going up and local shops use discogs to price their used inventory and therefore everything's just skyrocketing for no fucking reason. It's insane. It's infuriating. It's awful. So Meriwether Post Pavilion is a 2009 album. It's the 8th album by Animal Collective and it was released on Domino. Um, Starts with the song In the Flowers, which I do think is a great album opener. I think once again, just wonderfully sets things up before going into My Girls which is one of the sweetest songs of Mm -hmm. all time. Though I don't know what an Adobe Slat is. Do you know what that is? I googled it and there's no answers. Really? Yeah. I know Adobe is a
1: building material of
0: sorts. I guess. I assumed it was some sort of audio equipment like the Adobe Suite or something (laughs) like that. And and it was like a tongue-in-cheek thing of him being like I don't want anything but like my wife and kid to have a good life and some recording equipment. (laughs) Like that's kind of how I always took it. Um, But I don't know. I always took it as very funny, a little tongue in cheek of all I want is four walls and Adobe slats for my girls. girls. Type of deal, but I could be completely wrong. I guess it's
1: a uh, it's a type of brick, but I don't think that would be a slat necessarily. Yeah, so yeah, and, it's kind of weird, but maybe just a, wordplay.
0: Is it a slat or a slab? Because
1: uh-huh. some
0: people, the the genius says slab, but uh, in an interview or some dude on Reddit said that he asked the dude directly and he said it was slat.
1: Interesting. Yeah, <sighs> we'll never know.
0: Uh, but yeah, that song is really sweet. It's one of the, like I said, one of the tracks that sold me on them along with fireworks because of the Weatherbox cover. Um, the song Also Frightened, uh, are you into W H Y question uh, mark?
1: I think I listened to one album.
0: Alopecia, probably. Yes, that's yeah. the one, yeah. I mean, that's their best album. It's a good one. It's yeah. a great album. Um, well, I have like all of their albums, so we'll get really? to them later. That's... Yeah, I'm a big Y guy. Um, and all of that to say, Also Frightened, the beginning of that song, the intro specifically feels like a Y track in a lot of ways. In IMO... You know, I got to use the use the cool the speak, the lingo. Uh, summertime Close, I really love the pre-chorus and chorus of that song. Uh, it's got a very good flow and build throughout the whole thing. And then probably my favorite track on the album, Randy, Daily Routine. I loved it. And I didn't remember that one ever really sticking out to me before. Uh, but I really loved, it's kind of droney. Uh, I love the vocal on it. I don't know. That one really stood out to me this time. What what stood out to you specifically from this one, if uh, anything? My girls, you know, yeah, really early course. on
1: the album, yeah. um, really good. And Then yeah, kind of turned turned me around on what I thought about the the band because of how sweet the lyrics were. Yeah. Um, guys, did you listen guys to this one good. first
0: or feels first?
1: Uh, I think I listened to. I think I did like a uh, a brief listen to like oh, okay. a couple of tracks of each first Herve. before I like fully dove in. That's fair. Um, Guy's Eyes was good, and Lion in a Coma.
0: I liked uh, Lion in a Coma. Also, let me pull this up real quick, because this was hilarious. The genius annotations for Meriwether Post Pavilion are written by somebody who has their head so far up their own ass. It's so fucking funny, dude. Uh, right here. it's So for Lion in a Coma, they wrote... Even by their own exuberant standards, Animal Collective's ninth album is a dizzying knees up that makes most music, indie rock or otherwise, sound both bloodless and pathetically timid. That's insane. That's That's insane. And that's a compliment to Animal Collective while saying all other music pales in comparison because this is the ultimate music. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Dizzying knees up, ridiculous, and like every song has an annotation like that. It was it was cracking me up. The Same whole person, time. probably. Oh, it's got to be. I didn't look at who was commenting it, but um, uh, no more running. I liked quite a bit. Uh, for its dreamy spaciness, and brother sport is a very nice ending. But I did write uh, immediately after the album ended was I prefer feels. So yeah, feels absolutely. just really felt huh, like a. I don't know. Such a cohesive journey. I don't. I don't really know how else to describe it as, uh, from start to finish. And that was a double LP um, as well. Yeah. It did, and it had two songs on there, but it's only nine tracks long with longer songs. So like, True. it made sense for it. It didn't feel like it. It's also yeah. over fifty minutes. It's just under an hour. It's like fifty four, fifty five minutes.
1: Yeah, I know it was only like one album before this, but maybe it's got a little more like youthful energy or something like maybe yeah. it's a little not like punkier but yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know something about it feels like it just like moves a little a little quicker it mo-
0: yeah it does move a little quicker um yeah merriweather i think is like 14 tracks uh it's like two or three minutes longer than feels
1: yeah about the same
0: it's good feels is great that's how i yeah, would say agreed. merriweather's good feels is great um and with that those are the albums we kind of had another breezy one this yeah. week which i ain't mad at sometimes uh there's just not as much for us to uh to go long on yeah. i don't i was i i really realized uh sitting with that ASOP episode listen to our episode on Aesop rock that i loved him i love him i did not realize we went that long
1: yeah it's it, was, crazy. it was a little bit of a long one i got yeah.
0: a, uh, I was cool with it but i re listened and i same. was just like yeah wow, I really like Aesop
1: Rock. I got several messages from people. I don't think they had listened to it yet, but um, people that were big Aesop Rock fans that were stoked that we did an episode on it. So
0: hell yeah. That's nice to hear. Well, this time, Randy, how are you feeling overall? What's the biggest standout for you? It was feels,
1: Uh, feels. Yeah, for sure. The, uh, the long song that I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Banshee beat. Nice. Um, But yeah, I, along with uh, my, you know, history of uh, judging Animal Collective as a band that they necessarily aren't. Yeah, um, we all did. It's also hard for me a lot of times with bands that have like 10 plus albums or just a yeah. crap ton of albums to know where to jump into. So I think that was a good, uh, good,
0: good little start intro. for sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So next week we are still going to stick with um, my collection because we're still in the A-hole. I think I dubbed it last week. <laughs> Yep. <clears throat> and this time we're once again going to do five albums. Uh, and longest one, none of them. No, one of them is over fifty minutes. Never mind, it's okay. Uh, I all of these albums are pretty good. Um, we're gonna get to a couple complicated ones for the first time, so that'll be fun. But we're starting things off with uh, Enonies. It's so hard to say. So, it's A N O H N I, and it is. I don't want to dead name them, uh, but it's the name, the second that you say that, and then I go, but. It's, it's rough. Anony is their name. If that sounds like another, it's Anthony, like, or Antony. Okay. And they changed it. They, they took out certain things, and it's Anony now. Sure. Um, yeah. uh, Hopelessness. It's, it's a good album. I'm very excited to cover that. They have a new one out, um, Anony and the Johnsons. Because uh, it used to be Antony and the Johnsons, I believe, was the band for years. Um, I don't know if that's dead naming. If that is, I'm very sorry. Um, it's, I'm just trying to give it for clarity. Um, uh, then there is the Antlers with Hospice. Then we've got Arbor Labor Union's New Petal Instance, which their vocalist did this tattoo. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's a local. They're a local band. Okay,
1: yeah. I saw that they were playing at the Earl a couple yes. weekends ago with the Markmen, which I wanted to go to, but I was. They too tired played, so we
0: played that Friday, right. was the, the anniversary weekend. Yeah, so we played that Friday. They played that Saturday or Sunday. There were there were shows all weekend that that yeah. day or that time. Um, and then we get into uh, a couple complicated things because of this current situation with Arcade Fire, but we've got Arcade Fire's Funeral and Arcade Fire's Everything Now. This will be interesting, but it's. I think this is a good band to start on this with because we are going to get to some complicated bands in the collection at a certain point. Specifically, the biggest one for me will be Brand New okay. um, because I own a chunk of Brand New Records that I didn't get rid of during the fallout with everything that happened and I didn't listen to them anymore. So that this will be my first time listening to them since all of that. Yeah. And I feel like it's going to be an emotional time um, because those records meant a lot to me. And Arcade Fire is a little different because they don't mean much to me. Um, I liked them quite a bit, but they weren't like a huge band for me. Um, So it will be a little less personal to be able to discuss them. But we're not going to shy away from um, at least bringing up some things whenever we need to. But we are going to uh, also not shy away from discussing them because they're in the collection. So, yeah. it is what it is. So, with that, Randy, anything on here uh, that you're familiar with, particularly?
1: Arcade Fire, barely?
0: Barely, yeah. That's kind of what I figured. Then, I think you're going to like... Uh, I'm very curious about Anony and the Antlers for you, uh, mostly vocal stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, But I think you're going to like Arbor Labor Union.
1: I think so, too. Yeah. I listened to Gen- like two, like two tracks before... Um that Markman show that I didn't go to, but yeah. I was thinking about going.
0: They're good. I like them quite a bit. Um, it is Bo or is the front person of that. They're a tattoo artist in town as well as a former member of the band, the grind band, the legendary Atlanta grind band dead in the dirt. Cool. Who fucking never heard. Um, they're great. Uh, the blind hole is the record I recommend. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, Bo also does the artwork for Arbor Labor Union and Dead in the Dirt and all of that. So a very talented guy. Very much looking forward to this one, mostly for um, that Arbor Labor Union one, uh, because I haven't listened to it in a minute, and The Antlers, because that album is considered one of the saddest albums ever made. (laughs) Fun fact. Nice. It's called Hospice, so you know it's going to (laughs) be joyful. And it's all, Randy, here's a spoiler for you. It's Hospice. The imagery throughout the album is hospice, someone dying in hospice, but it's all a metaphor for someone essentially dying within the restrictions of an emotionally abusive relationship. Okay. It's miserable, (laughs) but it's also beautiful at the same time. So I'm very curious how, how we're going to feel there.
1: Yeah. Well, I just saw a movie last night that was uh, all about death and dying too. It's called Barbie. Barbie.
0: (laughs) We have tickets to go on Tuesday. So nice. we will be going. Uh, then I really want to see Oppenheimer too, but um, same. It's it's tough to schedule three hours for me right now. So yeah, I feel yeah. I really want to fucking see both. Well, again, we have tickets for Barbie, so I'm very glad to hear that you uh, loved it. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah!
1: It's a it has a good balance of tones. There's by part- the time this
0: comes out, everyone and their mom will yeah. have seen Barbie. But
1: there's a you know the whole super vibrant mm-hmm. pink musical stuff part of it I didn't love yeah but there was enough of the actual like Gerwig stuff coming out and the okay. Noah Baumbach stuff that like come out that sort of like balance it out and I was like all right I'm good with this. I'm yeah. so
0: fucking curious for it are there any hard curveballs that you're just like whoa I wasn't expecting this maybe a couple okay yeah. cool I'm okay that's all I'll ask because I, I do want to go in fresh So, yeah, if you want to listen along, uh, those are the albums. Um, Once again, Anony's Hopelessness, The Antler's Hospice, uh, Arbor Labor Union's New Petal Instance, Arcade Fire's Everything Now, and Arcade Fire's Funeral. I know I flipped those, but whatever. Uh, Randy, where can they email us?
1: Yeah, you can uh, email us with uh, questions or concerns uh, at thevinylflooratl at gmail.com. And uh, you can find more uh, music that sounds like the intro music, that you heard uh, from me at opinions.bandcamp.com through some up, uh, two songs up this uh, past month. So
0: yeah, I'm just going to do a listen. I'm just going to do vocals over them and make you listen to them. Yeah, Yeah. I'm just going to, can you send me the tracks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Email me the tracks because there's that newest one. It might not be the newest one at this point. Yeah. The, the shorter one. The shorter one. I was like, immediately I was like, oh, I have a melody idea. Sweet.
1: Yeah. That's how I mean, Robbie did vocals on one too because he basically just was like, can I put vocals on this? Like,
0: yeah, sure. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Send me that track because I want to I wanna give it a shot. I can just go over to your scenes and record them. Um, And for me, you can find us at The Vinyl Floor Podcast on Instagram. That is the only social media of The Vinyl Floor Podcast. All others are imposters and deserve (laughs) to be terminated. Um, Also, check out Clot. The album's out. It's been out by the time you hear this, but uh, I hope y'all enjoy it. It's called Grief Tethers. Um, You can find us at Clot Noise on everything, Clot Grind at Gmail. Outside of that, y'all. I really hope you're doing well, living the dream like we're all trying to. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you next week.